welcome to the first episode of the Video Game Archives. In these uh, podcasts, I'll be just talking about anything from gaming news, gaming past, uh, anything video game related, movies, uh, magazines about video games, you name it. Uh, this is a... Basically, I created the podcast so that I could talk about things I couldn't really talk about in YouTube videos or just in a more relaxed manner versus having to set up a video and you know theme it where this will just let me ramble in my own way all right um so thanks for joining this first episode uh today i'm gonna be talking about any video game news um really it could just spar off from that point all right first up talking about the ps plus games for this uh this month uh i've been a ps plus member for Whew, four or five years now could be longer could be a lot longer uh, and I love the service uh, there's a lot of games in there that I haven't played yet because there's so many um, but it's always nice to go through them uh, on my PS4 I just recently filed everything into folders based off of playing them real quick whether you know is it something I want to play something I kind of liked something I didn't like at all and something that was first single player or two players and that way I can go to the folder that I want to go to when I want to play a game and try it out. So for this month, uh, for August, they have the PS4, Mafia 3. Uh, I've never played any of the Mafia games, so I can't really say if I think that's a good thing for the PS Plus, um, but since it's free, even though it's the third one, it gives me a chance to try out, so I can't wait to do that. Um, and then also for the PS4, Dead by Daylight. Um, I heard this game a little while ago, and I'm not into horror games that much. Uh, yeah, I have what you call an overactive imagination, and horror games get to me, especially in my dreams. So, uh, Dead by Daylight sounds like one of those games that would, uh, do that for me, so I might just stay away from that game. Uh, PS3 has two games as well, Bound by Flame, which I know nothing about, so that'll be a nice uh, surprise to test out. Serious Sam 3. I uh, always wanted to play the Serious Sam's games. I think I have one for the Xbox. I think it's for the Xbox. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, it's a free game, can't complain. PS Vita. So I have PS uh, Vita TV. PS TV. Um, so hopefully these games are compatible. Draw Slasher and Space Hulk. I know nothing about either one of those. So that will be a, an interesting find. I really need to get a PS Vita, but they're still way over $100, and that's too much for me. If it drops under $100, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, so those are the free games for the PlayStation Plus memberships, which I definitely recommend if you don't already have that, but at this point, everybody should. Now, later on, we'll go through the Xbox Arcade ones and see how those compare. But let's see, up next. Um, I don't know, lately, I guess we'll just talk about some of the things that uh, I've been thinking about for video games. Um, 
So I know this is a little past E3, but I kind of wish Nintendo would have showed more for E3. Uh, one of the things I kind of hope they would have done is, because of being the uh, 20th anniversary of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time here in the States, if they uh, would have released uh, like a, uh, not a remastered so much, but maybe the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time on the Switch because I think that would have been cool to have I don't see how it would be that hard for them to do I mean the game is already what, six, seven years old now as it is, so might as well maybe even update the graphics a little bit more again with another remastered and place it on the Switch, I think that would have been a nice little seller and that probably would have bumped up some sales I mean granted most people that are into Legend of Zelda probably already bought the system for the Switch, but you know, it's game sales, so that would have been nice. Maybe one of their Nintendo Directs comes up soon, they might announce that. I mean, I have nothing to go off of why they would, but they usually like to do anniversary edition, anniversary theme things for their old um, games and franchises, so to me, that seems like a no brainer, even if it is just a port of the 3DS version which a lot of people say is better than the original. Um, so why not? You have a Switch handheld mode played on the television. It, I can't see it looking too bad on the big screen, even if they have to do a little work on it. That was the big thing about E3 that I kind of was hoping for. Uh, and now as we wait towards more Nintendo Directs, it's like, what else are they going to talk about? Or what else, What are the big seller that they haven't already brought up? Um, and I think that would really get the news and get people talking again. Um, let's see. Nintendo Labo. Uh, all the news lately about new things for Nintendo Labo. Um, be able to use the new driving game or use a motorcycle on Mario Kart. I still haven't picked up the Labo. Uh, it's it just seems like a lot of money for something that I really don't know if I would like. I mean, sixty, seventy dollars, eighty dollars for a cardboard game. It looks cool, but even at this point, with them announcing new things for it, it's like. It's still not there for me. If they would have charged like a hundred dollars for both the robot and the kit as like a as a mega pack, then maybe. But separately, it's like how do you choose which one do you want? I mean, the robot looks cool, the piano looks cool. It'd be nice if they had, you know, a mix and match kind of set where you could order it on their website and they would bundle it together say you only wanted the piano and you only want the robot and you could get that for you know a smaller price than having to buy both things separately for over $130 let's see what else is in the game and news today hmm let's see as I scroll through some of these video game websites nothing new looks out. Sea of Thieves has a new update. Um, 
I really wanted to play that game when they showed it off last year. And then they released it, and everybody was just giving it bad reviews, basically. Or at least saying it in ways that threw me away from the game. Um, which, each new update that they show off, it gets me a little bit more hope that maybe in six months, the game's the game that I want it to play. And I'll probably sign up for uh, the Xbox Pass to uh, try it out with a free trial. That way I really know if I like it. I don't think I'd keep the pass for very long, but probably enough to at least play the game and a couple other games for that month. Alright. Hmm. Alright, not seeing too much to talk about in the news today. So I'm going to be doing these podcasts once a week. Um, I'm going to try to shoot for a Wednesday release every Wednesday. I feel like Wednesday is a good day, to, uh, for me anyways, not to uh, worry about things popping up that could throw off the timing of these podcasts. This way, you know, if I'm doing something on the weekend, I still have Thursday to prepare for the weekend. I don't have to be like, oh, I have to put away the podcast. So expect a podcast every Wednesday. Um, I'm trying to go for an hour's length. It kind of determine what I'm talking about. Um, maybe I'll go towards a theme episode, one thing to talk about, to ramble upon, or, you know, like today's episode where I'm just going to scroll through the internet of things that really pique my attention and, you know, that I would want to talk about with somebody. And I mostly, you know, started this podcast because uh, I just started a new YouTube channel and I really love my video games. I've been playing and collecting them since I was a kid. When I say collect them, I basically mean I buy them to play them, and I don't get rid of them. So, usually the games I pick up are games I always wanted to play, or intended to play. So I do have a back catalog, because, you know, you buy a game, you forget. You play another game, you buy another game, and, you know, sometimes you buy three or four games at a time, because they're on sale, and then you never get to them. So, for that reason, I started the YouTube channel, so I could talk to people, because... Uh, not a lot of my friends are really into the video games as much as me, so there's no one really to talk to. So, you know, when you want to talk to someone, who else are you going to talk to? Yourself? Basically. So I figured I might as well put a camera in front of me and be able to discuss the things I like. And then I thought, you know, maybe a podcast on top of the channel would be nice to have because, you know, there's certain things that you want to talk about, but is it really good for just one video, a short couple minutes, where, like a podcast... I could just go on and on and on and not worry about the direction I'm going and just kind of, you know, go over the things that really stick out to me and not have to think, all right, what do I need for this video? What do I need for that video? I can just do it in more of a casual sit back. Definitely know I'm going to set up my situation a little bit better next time because this chair is already killing me. All right. A lot of the news lately, people say Nintendo's stock's gonna go down, you know, they're they're on the downward spiral, which I don't get what these people are talking about. I mean, I know it's their job, investors, to figure out who's gonna go where, who's gonna go what, but uh, it's Nintendo. Even when they do make a mistake, it doesn't hurt them too bad. I mean, look at Wii U. I loved it. I mean, not a lot of people got on board, but it was still a good system with great games. And then they come out with the Switch, complete turnaround. So, I mean, if any company can just sit there and do one bad thing and turn it right around again, it's Nintendo. So even if Nintendo looks like they're in a bad spot right now, 
in two weeks they'll say something and their whole thing will change again and people be like oh nintendo's awesome and they're back so you know people just like to talk negative sometimes about things without really thinking too far i mean they have mario legend of zelda they have all these great franchises they have so much money in the bank that they can afford to make mistakes here and there and not have to worry about oh should we go into a publisher only platform now I don't think that's in Nintendo's cards anytime soon so let's see I guess I guess let's talk about the games that uh, I keep seeing that I want to play but every time I go to sit down I either play something else or I just not in the mood so I'm probably late to the game, but Fortnite. Every time I see Fortnite, I'm like, ah, I need to try that game. I used to like playing shooters back in Halo 2, uh, Modern Warfare, but then it just got to the point where a new one every year, and it just got overdone. It's just the same game over and over and over with very few variety. Yeah, new weapons, maybe new themes. And I mean, I guess you can say it about most franchises, but to me, just playing online, kill the other team, or die over and over and over. It got kind of boring. But every time I see Fortnite, you know, I like the way the color schemes look, the way it just overall feels. Um, I played it once, and I played by myself, and I didn't do too bad. I think I made it to 13 or 12, something like that, and I liked it. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, or the strategy of building or anything. So next time, I definitely want to play with people. But every time I go think about the game, I'm like, oh, I got to play it, but I don't play it. I'm not sure why, but it's maybe because I don't want to play by myself at the time because I don't really know the strategy, but how is she supposed to know the strategy? So I guess, you know, how many of you guys just sit there and say, oh, I'm going to play that game, and you never get around to it? Because um, that's how I feel with Fortnite right now. Hopefully, I'll just bite the bullet and just jump on again. But it looks like a fun game, and everyone else is playing it. And I know people that hate first-person shooters, and they're playing it. So I feel like maybe finally, you know, there's enough change to a game where it's drawing in old fans again. So, yeah, that's kind of the game that's really catching my attention. I love how... Esports is really getting popular and put on television and is popping up in the news on websites that I never thought they would. Um, is it going to keep getting bigger to the point where the average person will know about it and watch it? I don't know. I don't see why not. As long as the game they're playing is a great spectator game. Like, it can be enjoyed watching it too. Um, I don't see why why the first-person shooters and the fighting games can't draw attention, especially as they get better looking and almost become realistic. Because people will almost get fooled whether they're watching a television show or a video game. So as long as the networks and the people behind these tournaments are creating a fun environment for the people to watch and give them the story that they're looking for between what team to root for or maybe some more interaction to help draw in the fans and to maybe spread the word I think it'll just keep getting better 
um, to the point where, you know, a normal person who doesn't play video games may actually want to watch it because it's entertaining to just watch. It's not just the video game, it's the people that are in it, uh, the teams, you know, where they're coming from, uh, you know, just almost kind of like um, professional poker. You know, who would have thought that that would have got as big as it did watching it on TV? But, you know, they did a good job at having the people, the faces, the characters who livened the show, made it fun to watch. And I think if, as long as they kind of go that route with their teams and make it so that the teams are interesting to root for, kind of like any other game show or anything like that, you'll get people to watch it. Let's see. Oh, Nintendo is, uh, sales have been released. Well, not officially. But. Let's see. As of right now, their top-selling game is the uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which, I mean, if you're a video game player, gamer in any way, if you ask, hey, what do you think the best-selling game for the Nintendo Switch is? Or any Nintendo, you'll probably be Mario? And you'll probably be right. So, Mario, Mario Odyssey is over 11 million right now. Mario Kart is at 10 million. Legend of Zelda is at 9.3. Splatoon is at 6.7, which I think is good for a game that, you know, isn't a franchise game like the other three. Well, I mean, technically it's their second game, but I mean, it's only been out for, what, four years now total as a franchise? And Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is only at 1.4 million, which I'm kind of surprised. I feel like Donkey Kong games need to get a little bit more respect. They're fun, entertaining. I haven't played Tropical Freeze, so I guess, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's 1.4, but that's one of those games that's like, oh, I gotta play it, I gotta play it, and I never get around to it as well. I mean, I still have great memories of the original Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo. Uh, so whenever I think of that game, I'm like, oh, the new ones must be fun too. And their sales for the 3DS. Mario Kart 7, 17 million. That's kind of surprising. I mean, I know it's a Mario Kart game, but to me, I don't sit there and think of my handheld as where I want to play my Mario Kart. But apparently 17 million people do. So, I mean, that's good for them. Uh, Pokemon XY, 16 million. Um, I haven't played a Pokemon game since Ruby Red. Um, I keep saying that maybe the next one I'll play. I'm st still waiting for the one where they become more of a 3D world. And, yeah, hopefully that's the one that comes up for the Switch after this uh, new release yellow one. Which I'm definitely going to uh, be playing because... Yeah, it's more 3D, and it's for the Switch, so I might as well get myself back into Pokemon. I don't like how they made it dumbed down, kind of. I hope that they have the option to make it so you can play it like the original Pokemon games, where you have to battle, catch them that way. I hope it's not like the keep trailers keep showing, where it's just, oh, it's Pokemon Go, but on the Nintendo Switch with, you know, some actual game elements. I hope that's a feature they can turn off. Um, 
you know, maybe it's easy mode allows you just to shake the controller and you catch the Pokemon. And then hard mode, you actually have to battle the Pokemon and weaken them to get them to be able to trap them in the ball. I don't see where that would have been that difficult to do. And maybe they'll come up with a add-on pack to give it hard mode later if they decide that, you know, people just aren't feeling the other style. Pokemon Sun, 16 million. Omega Ruby, 14 million. New Super Mario Bros. 2, 12 million. So, I mean, yeah, they got some good sales numbers going on. Pokemon just sells. It's like printing gold. Alright. I love seeing more VR titles coming every day. I just recently got my PSVR when they went on sale last month for $100 off with Skyrim. Um, I have the original PS4. So I don't know if that's the problem, but playing Skyrim on the original PS4, the graphics quality is horrible. Uh, everything's just grainy, detail. I don't know. It, it's not the best. It still looks good, but compared to what it looks like just straight on the console, it's a, it's a downgrade. But still, playing it in VR is an amazing um, feeling. Uh, I really need to upgrade a PS4 Pro because I hear it does make a big difference on the way it handles. Um, but yeah, I love the PSVR. It's definitely a fun experience, and just like anything else, it's only going to be as fun as the games you get for it. Um, so, you know, you got to get those games. I try out every demo I can. Uh, I just got Job Simulator the other day, and that's that's fun. You know. I kind of like the cartoon graphics in VR better than trying to go for realistic graphics. It makes everything just look nicer, less graininess, less like blurriness, and I get a less less of a headache with the uh, cartoon graphics than I do with the realistic graphics, especially the ones that just have you stay in one kind of space and you can just walk left and right, not walk around with a moving object. Um, so I definitely hope they make more games that are more like uh, job simulator looking. And you kind of just have to stand still and look around because to me that's less of a headache. I've been trying to play every day on the motion sickness games to try to like overcome the sickness, and it's helping. As I play more and more, I can play longer and longer. Um, but yeah, those first couple days trying to play Skyrim or any other really fast movement game, ah, oh, that was horrible. But definitely worth playing those games, and I I hope VR is here to stay, and I hope that. You know, Sony updates the PSVR with better lenses uh, for sharper graphics, and, you know, it might have to wait until the PS5. But I hope they don't just come out with the PS5 and not come out with the PSVR 2. Um, hopefully they don't make the mistake of trying to bundle it together like the Kinect. I mean, it'd be nice because then every manufacturer would be like, well, everyone has a PSVR, so let's make it part of our game. But, you know, as long as they don't outprice the system too much or just keep all the same technology so they don't have to overprice it, but just add the high-resolution lenses and let the PS5 do its job to make it look at least cleaner. All right, moving on.
Any of you guys movie pass subscribers? Yeah, me too. Um, I'm not angry that they're raising the prices to $15. I still think it's a great deal. Um, I don't like the fact that they're blocking the movies that like the big hits for the first couple weeks. Uh, I think they should still allow you to see them just with an updated fee. You know, if you want to see them the night of, you know, three bucks, four bucks. Because if you still want to go see a movie and you can't go see that movie, you're just going to see another movie. So you're still going to get charged. They're still going to get charged for a ticket sale. So they might as well at least say, hey, well, if you're going to go to the movie anyways, you know, we can get some money back if you actually go see the movie you want to see that weekend. Because with Movie Pass, once you see it once, you can't see it again. So they might as well convince people to see the movie the first two weeks with a service charge instead of them waiting until two weeks later and then still getting hit with a full price ticket. Or at the very least, they should have um, ads on their app every time you click on it to at least make some money back some other way. Because uh, I would hate if MoviePass went away completely because it's still a good deal. I mean, you see a movie once or twice and you make back all that money. Um, and it's it's really convenient to have. I, I would not want to go back, so I hope they figure something out. I wouldn't even mind if they came up with an extra plan tier where you know the $20 plan gets you the movies when they first come out. And a $10 plan gets you only daytime movies, matinee showings, with a two-week uh, behind on first movies. And you could always use a subcharge if you really want to see a movie that week. I think that would help out because, you know, if you're forcing people to only see movies during the day, you're, they're saving money too. So, you know, there's some options. I think they need to really just make those changes quickly and get it out of the way so they can stay around. Apparently, R-Type is coming out with a new uh, a new uh, statue of uh, one of its bosses. Um, I don't remember ever playing R-Type. I was really into uh, Gradius and you know some of those other type of shooters, but this statue looks amazing. Uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube feed when I show it, I'll put a screenshot of it up for people to see, but... Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't pay money for statues unless it's like one of my favorite games, but this one is creepy looking that definitely nice. All right. Nintendo is almost up to 20 million hardware sales for the Nintendo Switch. Currently at 16, I mean 19.6 million units roughly uh, that's a great number I would uh, I'd say the switch is definitely a hit and I think it's only gonna keep getting bigger once Pokemon comes out and this summer this winter releases come out I think they'll just keep selling they may seem like they're slowing now but once the holiday season comes and some of those other big games start to release people will start buying up at the same speed it was last year in reference you know Nintendo Switch, 19.6 million units. 86 million units in software sales. The Wii U, 13.5 million. And 102 million units in software sales. So, I mean, we're already better than the Wii U. Granted, I think the Wii U is a great system, so nothing wrong there. Comparing to the other guys, uh, so Wii, 
101 million units and 919 million software units. Whew, that is crazy. Nintendo DS, 154 million units. And software, almost 950 million units. Some big numbers. I think the numbers as you go further in time are even more impressive because the price of this hardware, the amount of people that are actually gamers back then, way smaller now. So they're reaching, video games reach more people now, and yet some of the sales of the older consoles are still just as big. Game Boy Advance, 81 million. The original Game Boy, 118 million units. I mean, back then, barely anybody was a gamer compared to what it is today. GameCube, 21 million. So the Switch is almost beating out the Nintendo GameCube, which I love that little guy. Uh, 208 million units. Nintendo 64, 32 million, almost 33 million. And the software side, 225 million units. So those numbers aren't bad. And the Switch is already almost up there. But yet again, you know, 90s for the N64 and before, less people were gamers. Well, less of the, you know, average population. So you had a smaller feed pool of people to sell to. And for the N64, how many of those are, you know, Fantastic colors. So it's like, oh, I gotta upgrade to the new Fantastic color. I mean, the Nintendo Switch, they don't even have a second console yet. And those are all just first buyers. Imagine when, if the Switch starts having, you know, special edition consoles, different color consoles. I could see people having two or three Switches in their house easily just because they want the Legend of Zelda special master edition, special edition with holographic design and then you got Super Famicom or Super NES 49 million units man that number seems so small so small compared to some of the other consoles but I felt like everyone owned a Super Nintendo when I was a kid and the NES 61 million you know for something that was such impactful and laid the groundwork you think more more than 61 million people would have had a chance to experience that. That is crazy. Alright. One moment. Well, there goes the video for uh, my YouTube. I need to get a better camera. It randomly shuts itself off. And sometimes it'll record for an hour and a half, no problem. Sometimes five minutes, a problem. Ah, need to find something. Alrighty. So let's see, what else can we talk about that's happening this week? I think next week I'll be a little bit more prepared, so you know, don't use this as a judgment of future episodes. Same ramble, just maybe a little bit more organized. Ah, uh, nothing really popping up. Let's see. So uh, maybe a quick 
Game break. No patent pending. We'll take a second to, to uh, why I figure out what else I'd like to talk about. Uh, what's your guys' favorite game that you tend to forget? Like, you loved the game, you played it all the time as a kid, but when someone asks, hey, what's your favorite game, you tell them this, that, the other thing, and then someone brings up this one game, you're like, oh, I forgot about that one. For me, I forgot how much I love playing this game. I used to play it all the time. And every time I think about like my top NES games, I only remember it when I see it on the shelf. Pro Wrestling. Starman was the man. Um, I always forget that game when I think of NES games. Usually it's Contra, Super Contra, Super Mario Brothers, 1, 2, 3. Um, Koba Triangle. Yeah, I have to throw that one in. Um, but yeah, Pro Wrestling. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, why do I forget that game every single time? It was a great game. For wrestling, it it got you to what you wanted it. And I love playing that game. I'm probably going to play this weekend because it's been so long. And I see it on my shelf over there staring me in the eye. But what games do you guys have that feeling with? You know, leave a comment. You know, let me know. Maybe it's something that I've never seen before and I can go out and play it. So, you know, spread the wealth of knowledge. All right. So. Terminator. First look. With the new sequel, they have Linda Hamilton back. Uh, I love the Terminator first two movies. And I'm glad that they're making another one. I didn't see the last one just because it looked horrible. But you know what? If Linda Hamilton's back, I'll go see this one. I, I To me, the first two Terminators are the only two Terminators, so it doesn't really matter. I saw the one with um, Batman, whatever his name is. It was okay. It wasn't bad, but it could have been any generic robot movie in the future, and you'd be like, oh, okay. Terminator 3, you know, it wasn't a bad... Okay, it wasn't a great movie or a good movie, but... At least it tried to build upon the first two. And you know what? It gave a nice little future version of Terminator. You know, we can wipe it out. It's fine. Um, but I'm really hoping they do it right with this one. Just because Terminator 2 is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. L looking to come out for November 19th. And I hope it's good. And I like how it's going to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2, so they don't have to worry about trying to backtrack all the other movies and say where it's coming from. I mean, that's the great thing about time travel, right? There's always a new new timeline you can just jump into. Hopefully it's good. Hmm. Alright, what else is on the list? Guess we'll talk about some movies right now. So, Venom dropped another trailer. I haven't watched it yet, because it's gotten to the point where I feel like trailers ruin too much of the movies. Uh, I just need a good teaser trailer. You know, don't give me any plots or anything, or any secret things that need to hide. Uh, just show me what the movie, the vibe of the movie the feel, how it's going to look, 
Uh, I feel when you get to the point when you're on four trailers, five trailers, you start really hiding. Not hiding. You start really exposing what the movie is about. And I feel like it ruins the movie. So I'm not going to watch the next Venom trailer. But that's definitely one of the movies I want to see. And I also want to see Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Ryan movie coming out. Uh, I don't know what it is about that movie, but I saw the trailer and I'm like, all right, you touched the kid inside me. I got to see it. Hmm. All right. Um, what are the movies? coming out soon well speaking of movies I really hope this Fox and Disney deal will be officially official done sealed and you know ready to mail out because I really need the X-Men to have a movie made by Marvel connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in some way and we need Wolverine hopefully with an actor that can pull it off and is committed to at least three or four movies. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. But yes, his time has come. It's sad. But hopefully they do right with the next person. I would be okay if they got a no-name. Um, that way there's no being like, oh, he's that guy. I don't want him. It can just be like, all right, new guy. Let's see how it goes. Uh, hopefully... We get to see him in, like, a Marvel Avengers movie first. Like, a small little scene. That way, if you don't really feel a character, no one would miss if you started off the next X-Men movie with a different Wolverine. I know some people are like, no, you need to have the same guy. But, you know, give him a short little role. And then, if it doesn't respond well, like, alright, well. You know, he's out, new guy in. And hope the second choice is... Perfect, because obviously your first choice wasn't. So what do you guys think of uh, the arcade cabinets coming out for $399, $299 with the uh, $100 coupons that have been going on as of this recording? I like them, um, but for $300, I don't know if I want to spend $300 on one. Even I mean four hundred dollars without the discount, they are nice. And if you have the money, that's cool. I just don't know if four hundred dollars for four or five games is enough for me. I think it would have been cool if they uh, if they had a USB port of some sort, so you could maybe buy add-on packs to put more games on it. That way, you know, they could sell like a thirty-dollar bundle in a couple months with, you know, more rampage style games or more um whatever whatever console you have the arcade you have because they're not all equal you know they can sell an extra add-on for each separate cart for 30 or 40 dollars a piece and you get another five or six games um that would be cool now if they don't do that i hope these things are hackable and someone figures out how to add your own games to it because then to me that'd be worth it um but I'm kind of handy, so I may just... I would probably just build my own for the fun of it and then have my own games that I want on it. But I do like it. I just don't know if I would spend that kind of money. I'm kind of cheap. 
You have to be, or else you'll be spending all your money on all your video games. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of movies again, Sandlot, the prequel, in development. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, the movie's obviously not for me, and at the same time, it's trying to build upon my nostalgia. But, uh, can we just leave it alone and call it a different movie? Can we just create another kid's baseball movie from that era and feel and not try to, like, live off of another series? I feel like they they give people bad feelings about a movie when you do that. Like, I, I would go see it, whether it's a prequel of Sandlot or if it's a kid's baseball movie. So might as well just try to start your own franchise and you don't have to worry about, oh, this movie's success, now how do we put a sequel on this movie? Wow, wait, it, there's a timeline issue here. Um, I think The Sandlot's good. I've never seen the second or third one, so I can't say anything about those. They came way too far. To that point, I was already an adult. Um, I'd say, instead of doing a sequel, do a remake. It is what it is. It had, you know, The Beast... And you really can't do a prequel to the to that with the Beast, I don't think, because, you know, it's not going to be, you're not going to have any of the same characters. None of the actors can do it, so why call it a prequel? Maybe just set it up as a, you know, another group of kids who played there. Because I mean, these kids, in the first movie, are what around 13 years old. Set it okay, so yeah, set it five years earlier. The beast is probably still there, and it's another group of kids that are playing baseball in that field. That the first Sandlot movie that's how they got into it. They watched these older kids play, and then as the older kids got too old to play, these new kids took over the spot. And all the old traditions that these kids talked about in the movies they were based off this first prequel. So, yeah, I guess you could do it like that. Ah, Spider-Man PS Pro 4, PS Pro, PS4 Pro. I usually don't buy special edition consoles, but man, if I don't already have the PS4 Pro, as I said earlier, this is one I would buy. It looks nice. But granted, once I put it in my case, I'm not going to be able to see it. But the controller, you can see the controller. Nice red, um, white buttons. It, it looks sweet. Alright. Let's see. Make sure everything's still working. Okay. So. What else we got? So in theaters this week, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Um, I want to see that. It looks funny. I hope it's funny. I hope it's just not one of those movies where they showed all the funny parts. And then you go watch it. And it's nothing. Uh, hopefully it's not blocked out from uh, my movie pass. Um, that's the other reason why I'd go see it. I have movie pass. I think that's the best thing about the movie pass is the fact that I go see movies I normally wouldn't have gone seen in the theaters. Um, like, I would not go see this movie if I didn't have movie pass. Uh, there's some other movies I would have never gone seen uh, if I didn't have the movie pass. But with the movie pass, I'm like, oh, I'll try it out. Um, and this is one of those movies. I hope it's funny. I hope it doesn't show all the funny parts in the trailers. That's the other thing why I don't like trailers too much. I like teasers because it's just it's just enough to get you there. 
but the trailers is like, oh, you already set this joke up for me, and now it's not as funny as when it was when I saw it on television. So yeah, that's probably my plan for the movies this week. Let's see, what else? Alright. So we're almost at the end of this week's uh, podcast. I think for the first one, I'm going to do it a little shorter than I want. Um, I just wanted to get this episode in the bag so I could uh, see how my setup is working and see what I need to work on myself to make it so that it's a better flow. So, um, like I said earlier, let's uh, look at the Xbox uh, releases for this week, for this month. I just pop them up real quick. Okay. Um Okay. So, for the Xbox, we have I'm stalling. Hold on, guys. It's fine. Forza Horizon 2. Um I love racing games in the past, not so much now. Um so for free, I'm going to download it and try to play it. Uh, For Honor. You know, if it has a good story mode... See, first-person shooters, I don't like playing online anymore. But if it has a good story mode, I'll, I'll play a first-person shooter. I love going through stories, single-player stories. I hope those never go away, as people keep saying. Um, so I'll definitely try that if it has a story mode. Dead Space 3 uh, for the Xbox One. Well, for the Xbox 360, but we'll play on the Xbox One. Uh, I played Dead Space for the Wii, and it was an on-rail shooter. That was fun. Uh, I'm not really into the horror games so much, but on-rail shooters, they're they're a different breed because I feel like my imagination doesn't run wild with those. Uh, so I definitely may look at that. Epic Mickey 2. Uh, I already have this game for the Wii, I believe. So not really something I really care about downloading, but I'll try it out. So I don't know. I feel like I'm more excited for the PlayStation Network free games than I am with the games of gold. Um, yeah, just nothing really. For Honor is probably the thing that sticks out most to me if it has a good story mode. Um, but you know, every month can't be a hit for everybody. You gotta. Some months are you, some months are somebody else. All right, next up. So Xbox One added two more back, uh, backwards compatibility games with Splinter Cells. Uh, I've never really been a Splinter Cell player. Um, I have a couple for the PS2 and Xbox, but they've never really been my uh, my thing. But I like seeing that they're backwards compatible, popping up in the Xbox One X. Um, as I go game hunting, I pick up Xbox original Xbox games in the hope that you know it's something I wanted to play anyways, and maybe it'll be playable in the Xbox One where it get that graphic bump because some games are looking great with those bump. Um, Jade Empire looks amazing. It looks... It's weird. So it looks as good as it you I remember it looking when I first played Jade Empire on the Xbox. So that's the cool thing. It 
Because sometimes you play an old game and you're like, oh, this does not look good at all. It doesn't look as good as I remember. But now with the Xbox One X bumping up some of these games, it's like now the games look as good as I remember them looking before. So there's no disappointment really. Even though, yeah, they don't look as good as the current gen games, they still look good and they look like you remember them. Because you remember them looking good and, yeah, less detail than current gen games, but you remember them looking good. Sometimes you play them and they don't look as good as you remember. With X One, with the Xbox One X, it's starting to look like I remember them playing. So I like that. Alrighty. Alright, I think uh, that's where I'm going to end it today with uh, the talks. So, um, thanks guys for uh, watching, watching, listening to this week's podcast. Um, like I said, I'm going to try to shoot for every Wednesday. And it's basically just going to be me talking about anything in the video game news that really sparks my attention. Um, just rambling, really. You know, like talking on the couch with Buddy. You're just sitting there talking about whatever pops in your head. Um, and that's really what the podcast is going to be about. It should get a little bit... The flow should get better as I go on because I'll make sure I'll write down the order of things I want to talk about instead of just doing it on the spot so much. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And come back to this uh, episode of uh, Video Game Archives where we archive... The video games of my life, past and currently listening to, playing, and you're listening. All right, guys, have a good night.